Welcome to the Premier League Forever Forest podcast. Welcome back to the Forever Forest podcast. What a week it has been in the Premier League. The Reds picked up a point at home against Brentford, even though we were down to 10 men for, well, pretty much an entire half of football. We currently lie 12th in the table, which if you are to believe Callum Hudson-Odoi, that's got us off target. We're not doing good enough this season. Uh, to chat all things Red with me this evening, I've got Harpal Heyer. How are you, Harpal, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good. Lovely stuff. Yeah. And alongside him, Holly Royal. Holly, it's been a minute. We've missed you. Where you been? What you been up to? It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a long time. Um, bit of this, bit of that. Looking after dogs, gardening, watching the Women's World Cup, you know, the usual. But it's good to be back and good to see you guys. Do you know what? Of all the excuses that you could put forward for not being on the podcast, looking after dogs... Is probably in my top one. I'll uh, I'll absolutely take that. Harpo, I'm really sorry, mate. It's been a while since we've seen you, but not quite as long. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Forgive me, forgive me. That's all right. Right, let's just get straight into it, then, guys. Brentford. Uh, I think all three of us were at that game, weren't we? Yeah, indeed. Absolute scenes. Right. Well, Holly, let's start with you. What did you make of that fixture? Um, controversial opinion, I think maybe, but. I'm a little, I've come out of it a little bit frustrated, to be honest. Um, on paper, with a weakened Brentford, weakened Brentford team, I thought, yeah, let's 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 get into them, let's take them to the cleaners, let's get a good, solid three points here. I think sort of earmarked that as a fixture that I really thought we would come away with with a win. Um, but not to take anything away from them, I thought they started really well. Um, they're really commanding, really dominant, really confident, really looking like you know, an assured Premier League outfit now. Um, but just missing that killer ball in the final third. Um, just, you know, an early goal or even a goal in the first half would have been good, would have been nice. Um, just not quite there. And that's really frustrating to me. And I think especially at home, I'd like to see us really take it to teams and just sort of put them to the sword, especially against Brentford who I think have become a bit of a bogey team, really, haven't they, for us? Um, personally, I'm not a big fan of Brentford. I think we all kind of possibly might share that opinion. Um, but overall, very, very pleased that with 10 men, you know, we came away with a point, fantastically battled back into the game. Um, I mean, when we gave away that free kick and they scored immediately afterwards, I was absolutely uh, fuming, to say the least. So um, delighted that we came away with a point. So... All in all, can't really sniff at that, but I feel that we should have had more, really. Brentford are absolutely lethal with set pieces. I think we were lucky to get away with only one goal conceded in that game following a set piece. As soon as we were down to 10 men, you just had a feeling that it it was coming. Uh, Harple, you mentioned to me offline that you're a little bit concerned about the state of Cooper Ball. Uh, was that that game in particular, or is it an accumulation of fixtures? I think it's a bit of an accumulation sort of thing. Uh, and I agree with Holly that during the first 20 minutes, it was like Burnley, where I was like, okay, yeah. great. Now we just need a goal. Exactly. And we scored a goal and he was offside. So do you know what I mean? But I was like, okay, at least we scored. We actually came up with something. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
not convinced people are really with this, but I just think he's maybe second guess himself. Do you know when the championship season was so like sure with these changes, everything seemed to be doing this and it's happening. Whereas now it seems I think he's got the option when he was looking to the bench, especially when he went down ten men, I get that he's sort of then trying to figure out the game at that point. Um and that just made life harder for him. But I don't know, I feel like he might just might be second guessing some of his options and then yeah, I just don't think we're really set up the way he wants us to yet. I think there's still something missing between what he wants and the plan that we're actually executing. I think Gibbs White said it last at the end of last season that they they hadn't always played the way that Cooper had wanted them to play, and I still think we're we're still waiting to see it. So I think it's not it's sort of gone from what it used to be, and we're trying to find the, the feet of it again and maybe develop it, which is probably why it's not come back yet. But it has to change, right? Cooper Ball has to change because that was born out of being a team at the foot of the championship that wasn't creating chances and just had to live off scraps and take them every single time. I was pretty dismayed at the end of this game, but for not for the reasons some might expect. Because it felt like, particularly in the first half, we had a lot of the ball. And, you know, that old cluffy quote about they had more of the ball on than us on, on our home pitch, and that's sacrilege. I thought we had more possession than it actually turned out we did have. Like, come full time. And, I mean, you know what, once you're down to 10 men, that definitely has a sway on that. But in the first half, I thought we saw a lot of the ball. I th- and I thought we, we do look better and we are evolving. Sangare is... I don't want to, you know, tempt fate, but almost looked like a bit of a Rolls Royce midfielder at points in that game. Was just, a, I don't know how he was doing what he was doing. Just incredibly graceful for a massive guy, um, and, and starting to control a bit of play and set us free. Says a lot that Morgan Gibbs White wasn't in that team, and we did look threatening at points. Maybe it, it, it look, it's going to take time for it for it to evolve, but I, th- I think old school Cooper Ball did have to change. What we can't afford to do, though, is when we, like I said, when we're creating more chances, you've got to take one of them. Anthony Alanga looks really threatening, but is just shy of, of you know, causing the damage that maybe we need him to. We, we've definitely gone past the point last season where, and you know what, people, including myself, used to uh, criticise uh, Brennan at points. But he did what his job was, which was to run like the clappers in counter-attacking play. We've got more of the ball now, so we don't need to just lump it forward for someone to sprint onto. We need people to take control. And Hudson, Adoy and Alanga definitely have that ability. Wanyi has that ability. Gibbs White has that ability, as shown by when he came on. Dominguez has got that ability. Sangare has got that ability. But there is a huge marked improvement in the squad. We just got to tune up and, and, and start being more clinical. Hit us, Harpo. I, I, I would say, when I saw the team, I saw us play that first half, it's probably the most balanced I've seen a Forest team in quite a while in terms of, we looked very composed, we're covering everywhere and we finally got a threat down the left-hand side in Callum Hudson-Odoi, whereas before it was very right-hand side with Brennan, whereas this time, Sangari and Dominguez sort of played a ball over to the left-hand side and hudson is in acres of space, you think we've got threats down both sides. So I do really think it, I think it's still a work in progress. I think it's coming. I don't think it's far away, but we just need to then string a whole game of it together, which I think might be a fitness issue because they seem to be getting tired quite quickly, um, a few of the players. But um, yeah, that's just what I want to add. 
Fair enough. And you're absolutely right. That was an absolute ball from Sangari over to um, uh, Hudson Adore on the left. We actually have an ability to stretch a defence now. Like, not only do they have to sit back and allow us some more of the ball, they've got threats right across them, which hopefully is going to open up a fair few avenues because either they go compact to try and stop someone like MGW in the middle and leave space on the wings, or they go compact and give us that space. We've just got to do something with it. Right, a lot of controversy over the weekend as well with uh, VAR. They had an absolute stinker, didn't they? Um, where do we go with uh, with VAR, Holly? Oh, it feels like every other pod, pretty much every pod I'm on, we always end up um, discussing VAR, but I think it needs to be discussed. Um, I may, well, I listened, to, I listened back to the audio recording. I, I presume we're talking... The, the Liverpool Tottenham game here, or are we talking about our game? Well, we are chatting Liverpool, but there's definitely a couple of moments from our game that we'll probably have to touch on as well. Yeah. I mean, it's just listening back to that audio, it's I just feel like it's making a complete mockery of of the whole system. Um, you know, it's like a few blokes down the pub sort of, you know, chatting football over the pints of Madrid. It's it's just I couldn't actually believe what I was what I was hearing, it was absolute madness. And if you think about the fine margins in games as well, you know, that's points to, not necessarily talking about this game, that game, sorry, but, you know, it could be points to stay up. It could be points to get in the Champions League, which means, ultimately means, you know, less or more money for a club. So that's what it all comes down to, really. And I just think, for me personally, I would I would scrap it. I would scrap it. And reevaluate and just see whether it's fit for purpose because it's just making a mockery. And the fact that we've, today we've got Klopp saying that we should have fixtures replayed. I mean, come on, it's just it's got completely and utterly out of hand, and it really, really needs looking at. And at the end of the day, I understand why it was brought in, um, but there's always going to be margin for error. There's always going to be human error in the game. Uh, there always has been. I always think that it sort of evens itself out over a season. Um, as long as you're not having those horrendous Lampard against Germany type decisions, which obviously we've got with um, with goal line technology now. So I don't know. I just think it really needs looking at. I, I just I can't really see how it can can move forward now and legitimately, you know, with these people that are actually meant to be at the top of their game, refereeing and making these decisions. They're just they're just not fit for purpose. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Um but that's yeah. not that's not the technology's fault, is it? The technology is good for the game in principle. It's just how yeah. how you apply it. And exactly, yeah, it's, exactly. It, it's absolutely baffling to me that a sport like rugby league has had this now for you know we're we're well into second decade stuff of the technology. How does a sport with the money that football has not get this right? How aren't you training people and creating conveyor belt of uh, of operators, of referees? And I'm so sick of hearing the, wow, we need an ex-footballer in the room. <laughs> Do we? Do we? No, we don't. Like, that's it's ludicrous. Pay referees better at a grassroots level and actually create the conveyor belt that's going to get people to look at it as a viable career path. It's like being yeah. a social media personality. People take so much shit online, but the money's worth doing it. 
people don't want to tip out and get their badges to be a referee. And I don't know exactly what they're paid, but I'm guessing it's a pittance when you're just, you know, knocking about Sunday leagues, trying to get it, mm. get it going. Um, if you actually paid people well enough that they looked at it as a real career path, then you'd start getting people taking it very seriously. Harper, where, where are you with it, mate? Um, I'm a little bit just sort of like, how, how, how have we got here? How have we got to this point? I know it was bad in sort of, thought of like five years ago when sort of offsides were quite clear and they were given, but you sort of went home and got over it. Whereas now it just lingers for days and weeks. And then also it doesn't really help that it's the Champions League has got the VAR offside sort of instant read thing, hasn't it? Where it just sort of shows you the graphic and they're offside instantly and you get the answer. Whereas the FA sort of was just like, no, don't worry, our system's better than that. And clearly it's not. And I our think the system crazy- has people. Yeah. But I think it's crazy that, that it's the, the, the one person in that room who wasn't a qualified referee was sort of like, um, guys, are you sure about that? Are you sure about what's just happened there? And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. And then all of a sudden they can't go back when it's gone out for a throw. And it's like, you can stop the game. You're, you're the only people who have the power to stop the game. Like, it's your job to do that, to referee this game. Um, what was what was stopping Spurs and Liverpool talking to each other? I've, yeah. We... We, you know, Paul Smith has scored for Nottingham Forest because, you know, an inc- okay, very different incident, but an incident's happened and people have a sense of humanity about it and go, you know what, the score should have been this, we'll let him score. Marcelo Bielsa was pretty much ready to lamp Pontus Janssen in the championship with that game with Villa uh, for almost trying to stop the opposition being given a fair goal. Klopp, stop moaning. There are things that could have been done as well uh, by people who are party. To, to the game if if it's all about integrity and fairness could have solved it themselves really well that's a really that's a really good point because it's been known in the past was it an england game where um there was racial chanting or, or, or slurs towards a, a player and they got harry kane brought the team together and said you know shall we walk off the pitch correct me if i'm wrong it was it was either an england game or maybe it was a domestic game so you're right kieran they have that power to actually collectively come together and say no this is against the integrity of the game and, and you know, we're going to make a stand here on the pitch. So maybe that's what we should be doing moving forward. Having said all that, having said all that, if they did replay that match, I would watch the shit out of that. I would sit down and pop <laughs> and watch that. So, you know, uh... I don't think they start doing loads of games, but I would watch that game. I can't even lie to you. It Mate, would start they... a really dangerous precedent though, wouldn't it? Because oh, I mean, it would be incredible entertainment. <laughs> yeah, it would be. I'd happily go down with it. Do you know what I mean? At that point, yeah. the game's gone. So let's just let's just enjoy it. Oh mate, don't don't wish it on us because I, I I don't know how Liverpool have managed to take the undeniable PR, which was yeah you were robbed, turn it into making themselves the villain, and then keep digging past that point. It's quite quite remarkable, but well done. But reasons we don't want to start allowing games to be replayed because of dodgy VAR decisions. One in the city ground at the weekend. And it's also going to have to move us on to, to Matt Turner and a conversation that me and Lisa had last week where we've absolutely jinxed the lad. Uh, look, firstly, penalty? Never been. N- what, never, never a penalty? Been. No. That's oh. karma for last yeah Holly Holly did say these things even themselves out across the season yeah. turned out that decision evened itself out across two seasons 
but it's Stonewall. It, it, I, I, I can't believe that's not given. It's an interesting one, though, because, you know, he takes touch. It's a dodgy touch. And then his eyes are on the ball. And clearly he's just his one aim is to kick the ball into safety. So as he's going for the ball, he swings for it, he kicks it. And then the Brentford striker basically takes him out. So there's a little bit of 50-50 there. So I'd be slightly on the side of, I don't think it's an absolute stonewall. I don't think there's any intent there. But I think, yeah, normally those kind of ones are given, aren't they? Let's be fair. I I, I can't accept anything other than it was stonewall. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's, he's created that problem himself, not getting rid of it. He, he was taking a little while to wind that up to the point that I thought he was going to try a Cruyff turn. Um, to, to get away from Visser. Um, I think your Brentford man's almost too honest and he's he's got to yeah. his feet far too quickly. He lies face down on the turf, turns to face the referee with his arms out. He is getting that penalty, or at the very least, it's going to VAR review. Has to. Yeah. And it was reviewed, wasn't it? <sighs> was it? I don't know if that one Surely. was. I don't. If it, I don't think VAR knew what they were doing this weekend. They were just on short vibes at that point. Was yeah. Like, just see there were there were a few decisions reviewed. Our our offside goal was reviewed. I think the handball was looked at very very briefly, but not given much um, much time. Uh, but yeah, no. Quite seriously, me and me and Lisa spent a good chunk of last week's pod talking about Matt Turner, how he's done absolutely nothing wrong and until he does do something wrong we shouldn't really question his uh, position in the side well good on him to keep the content rolling for us a week after us saying that uh he had a couple of moments he had a few moments in that game that looked a little bit shaky in the first half he had that absolute slice straight up into the air um and he was a long way out from goal second half there was a bicycle kick midway in inside our own half to, to clear our lines. There was the potential penalty that, that wasn't given. He came for a cross. I think he got a free kick for it, but it was a little bit flappy. I, I Again, I think he was... It's one of those decisions that goalkeepers just tend to get, but I wouldn't have been too hurt if, if he hadn't got it. He, he just, yeah, lost the ball as he came back down to the ground from, from where I was looking anyway. One more chance, or or are we gonna are we gonna twist on this one, Harpel? And is Odysseus Vlahodimus gonna get his first appearance? Oh, it's a really tough one for me. I mean, Bruce Sambo was entertaining in a different way. He had his moments. He used to punch people in the face. Do you know what I mean? So it's just what our goalkeepers do. People forget do- that. People forget that with Bruce and everyone that still laments us not doing more to keep him. He would have he got three red cards. Whole... He would have got three red cards last season. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it's it's been coming. I think he needed a scare because he takes an outrageous amount of time to kick any ball. But also, the amount his body moves before he kicks the ball is insane. Just watch it next time or watch some highlights back. He does the most like extra movement before he kicks the ball I've ever seen, which is just like, just kick it. Maybe that's the, the American training they have. I don't know. Maybe that's what was the article way he learned from baseball and basketball. Maybe that's maybe that came from there. But do you know what? I don't think he's done much wrong other than that, to be honest. He's made some big saves. I know you're saying like he flapped it across, but there was sort of when we were under the cost the last sort of 10 minutes, he, he made some great claims from corners. 
Um, and they were whipping in some great balls, to be fair. I think I turned around and was like, I don't think a single one of their set pieces has been a bad ball in. Um, so, yeah, I'm intrigued to see the new lad as well. Um, yeah, I'm just glad I don't have to make the decision, to be honest. Because um, it could be one of those that we, we sort of, we bench Turner and then we find out that the other guy's maybe not as good. But he I mean, he's, he's, he's Greek national team's number one, so he must have some degree of pedigree about him. You don't, Wasn't you know, Pantelimon someone's number one as well? Yeah, but we're you know, not in that territory. Are we? This isn't. We're not looking at Aaron Muric number two, are we? Or uh, I don't know if anyone else remembers. Do you remember Marco Pascolo when we went down to Division One? Um, uh, after oh. what year would that no, be? Six, ninety-seven. He was. Yeah, he was nightmare for all he was. Um, but we're nowhere near that. Like Matt Turner's still got a very healthy future. Like, he, he, if he was going to chuck mistakes in, he's done it all in one game. And got away with it, really. Yeah, if they're the mis- if they're the- if there is mistakes out of the tank, then yeah, keep them in. <laughs> if that's all they've got. What you what you said, Holly? Would you twist? Um. Well, just to put a very slight positive spin on it, um, he did do some really nice distribution work. I thought at times there's some great balls out to Alanga, but I think on the whole, it was probably his worst game in a Forest shirt um, for sure. Um, it's a big call, isn't it? Um, but. To be fair, Cooper's made some big calls already this season, obviously leaving out Gibbs White as well um, at the weekend. So, yeah, he didn't look... Uh, my mate Bruce, who sits just behind the dugout, said that he'd noticed that Cooper had literally held up three fingers to him and went, look, that's your third one, mate, kind of thing. You're in trouble. So that kind of makes me think possibly he might actually, you know, might bench him uh, and bring in the, the new lad, uh, the Greek lad. I can't pronounce his name. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've heard it a few ways. I've... So uh, I, I've seen a guy I know on Twitter uh, who is, is Greek uh, himself saying it's Vlahodimos. Vlahodimos. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to trust him. It's the best I've got. Let's wait and see what the actual uh, commentators make of it. Uh, yeah. The debate I heard pre-game uh, between some of the, um, the TV crews, because we did have the sky cameras in uh, without a... Uh, uh, a four o'clock game. We had all the the hosts in the stadium. The chat was around how to pronounce Marillo, and I think Marillo is what they've gone with rather than Mario. I I just want to talk about him for for a couple of minutes. Really good debut, really good debut for a lad, young lad coming over from South America. I I imagine as a centre back, the game is very different in how it's played between those two continents. Looks so comfortable, and it is an absolute madness and unforgivable that none of the highlight packages that I've seen and match of the day two, especially match of the day two, given we were the only game on the day. <laughs> oh, haven't you got Murillo skinning two defenders and nutmegging someone? God, it was glorious. It was so good. Um, but I think he definitely grew into the game. I think there was a couple of bits early on where he tried a couple of passes here and there that he then did sort of towards the back end of the game that came off and you're like, okay, he was sort of feeling his way in. But I mean, I had a five run into score and I thought when he rose up for that header for Tyro's goal that was offside, I thought that was it. I was like ready to cash it. I was like, that's, that's my money. Um, he just absolute unit. You know, he can shrug people off. He's absolutely rapid as well, which is very surprising for how sort of stocky he is. Yeah. Y- unit is the, the right word for him. 
um, and a surprising turn of pace and a surprising ability to um, to turn player as well. I know it was only one moment, but yeah, he he demonstrated a lot of versatility that really exciting and the goal line clearance as well to boot. He, he's uh, he's shown us what he can do at both ends of the pitch. Uh, I I think he's done enough to stay in the starting lineup. If you ask me, I'd I'd, I'd keep him in the team for Palace. Holly, what uh, what would you be saying on the defense, especially now Musa's got himself a bit of a silly a silly one match ban? Um, I, I I must admit I was very confused when that moment happened because I missed the first booking. I didn't even know it happened. In, in the first yeah, half. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I completely missed that one. I mean, I think the second the second booking, fair enough. You know, he, he's dragged his studs down his Achilles, you know. Although, again, I don't think it was necessarily intentional, but you can't do that. It's a second yellow fair dues. Um, I think that kind of game, I think if you were Joe Worrell, you'd be really upset to, missing, to miss out. And I think Cooper's going to probably bring him back in, I reckon, for the next game. Um it is a worry, though. I think defence has always been our, our sort of our Achilles heel this season, especially with all the injuries. But um, yeah, I think Nierkarte is a massive miss for us. Um, he's he's that player, isn't he? He always seems to start getting a little bit of momentum and then he'll either get injured or, I mean, has he been sent off? I don't think it's actually been banned um, previously, but he's had a lot of injuries, hasn't he? So there isn't a lot of consistency there, but... I think we will miss him, um, and also I, re- I mean, how how far along is Felipe? Is he looking like he's back anytime soon? I haven't really kept up with his he was, progress. He was on the touchline again before the game, um, very much among it. I mean, I've not really heard anything since the early rumours. We thought it'd be back weeks ago. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, it's a slight slight concern that we're not hearing too much about was him. Was he on the bench? For, was he on the bench for a game a couple of games ago or something like? That? I'm sure. He was on the bench with Nierkarte for a game. Oh, I'm you're, that one. you're asking me to pay a lot of attention here, mate. This is only a Nottingham Forest podcast. Asking me for these kind of details. Uh, yeah, we should probably look into that. But th- th- there's still some options there for, for now. Um, Murillo and Bolly, I'm not going to have a problem with that. Worrell had done very little wrong himself to, to get dropped. So we've got another good option um, sat there, probably chomping at the bit. To champing at the bit, it's champing at the bit, isn't it? I think everyone always gets that wrong. Uh, Worrell is champing at the bit, um, to, to probably get back involved. Now, what we do have to also weigh up is Harry Toffolo at left back. I, I knew it was almost a cameo and very much circumstances dictating that, but he may have just proven himself to be one of the best crossers in the squad. Uh, and he did it first, like pretty much one of his first touches in the game. Didn't didn't control the ball, just whipped it in first time to to Dominguez. That was really nice. He and you know we we didn't concede again. Um, well we conceded one, didn't we? After he initially got introduced, but had a fairly solid game. I think he's reminded a few people um, that he isn't just there to make up the numbers. Would you keep him at left back or would Olaina be straight back in if he's available? Harple. Oh, I think if if Aina's fit, then I'd probably have him back in. Uh, just I think he was he's like in form. He's probably our best player this this year so far. Um, or best player, player of the month. Player of the month for September, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, Toffolo, I think he's always looked good in this sort of brief cameras who come on as a substitute. I think he started against Leeds, one of the Leeds games, maybe away last year. They looked so great. Um, but yeah, he, he's not really done anything wrong for me in terms of like majority of the time since he's come to us. He's always looked pretty solid. Um, I think it's quite surprising because you forget how he's pretty fast and he's, a, he's great with the ball at his feet. So yeah, if there's no other options, then absolutely I'd, ha I'd happily start him at Palace. Um, yeah. I feel really content knowing that we've got him on the bench now to come on, um, Mr. Reliable. Um, I thought he was fantastic. I thought he did all the basics right. And then that cross was just sublime, wasn't it? Um, and Cooper remarked on he was, interestingly, um, his opinion, possibly the best crosser of the ball at Forest, which I thought was quite interesting. Is that where um, I've stolen that from? Possibly. <laughs> oh, did you already say <laughs> that? Enough. Sorry. Um, I wasn't paying attention. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm delighted. Um, and somebody that looked like he was just on the fringes and possibly wasn't going to get back into the squad. So, yeah, good on him. Well, there'll continue to be choices to be made. And again, really good sign of how far the squad has come, that we've got this kind of depth. And you need to create a rivalry for places. And we seem to have that now. If some pockets of the media are to be believed, some players aren't happy about it. Uh, namely that they're saying uh, Santos from Chelsea uh, allegedly wasn't happy with uh, not making it on, onto the pitch. I mean, Gibbs White was there. He was, he was going to get on. Um, I'm, I don't know if I'm buying it. I don't know if I'm buying that he's, that he spat the dummy out. Uh, other people have also spotted that other players went down the tunnel once they realized they weren't getting on. And I hung around the ground a little bit after the game Um Montiel was on the pitch doing sprints after the game um, to get some minutes in the legs, as was Santos. So I'm I'm not sure if uh, if there's anything more than maybe a little bit of clickbait. To try it, you know they've got to sell sell papers and uh, and and farm a few clicks now that we're outside of a transfer window because you can't link us to to anyone right now anyway. Give it a couple more weeks, maybe they'll start talking about January. But I Harper, that just felt like stirring something up that maybe doesn't need to be. Yeah, I think it's just one of those. I think it's probably that thing of some fans saw it happen, some go in and probably weren't paying attention when you walk back out. Could be one of those things. Like Joe Wild, I think, went in as well, didn't he? Uh, towards back end of the game, then he came back out. But yeah, I think it's just sort of what is a storm in a teacup? Is that the saying in it? Yeah. It smacks of the ultimate Nottingham Evening Post style headline now, right? Nottingham Forest fans spot very bad sign among subs bench. Uh, yeah, just storming in a teacup probably pretty much sums it up. But that said, we're not in the League Cup, so chances are going to come at a premium until we get to January and there's an FA Cup game um, to be had. What's he got to do to get a game, Holly? Just be patient. Oh, we've lost your audio, Holly. Sorry about that. Um, oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Okay, cool. Um, to quote a, a, a Scotsman that a lot of us aren't particularly fond of, it is what it is. Um, you know, it is unfortunate, you know, that we are out of um, the League Cup. Maybe blood him in the FA Cup. If he doesn't play, he doesn't play. I mean... At the end of the day, Cooper's picking the team. He's not in it, and we're just going to go with it. I mean, it's, I think it's just unnecessary drama, and like you say, a load of clickbait. 
um, and negativity towards us that we just don't need. So um, I think we should just ignore it, really. And if he ends up going back to Chelsea, then so be it. Fair enough. We obviously don't need him then, do we, if he's going to go back? So, and what that, which means that we're playing well, picking up three points, you know, we're where we want to be in the league. So, for me, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Wise words. Well, we're looking ahead to weekend, and guess what, Forest fans, we haven't got a Saturday 3 p.m. game again. Uh, let's see, I'm, I'm not sure how many weeks that is. Is it all the way back to April now? Um, and, and, and counting. Um, right, so we're not playing at, at three o'clock, but we will be on Sky again. Yay. Uh, Crystal Palace, changing the team, anything you would change? Well, there's the enforced change, obviously, with Musa being banned, uh, the consideration with the keeper. But beyond that, what what are you thinking would be your in your starting lineup, Holly? I mean, I'm quite keen on a bit of consistency. I know he's sort of tinkering away just to kind of figure out his best team, but you know, we did all right at the weekend, uh, especially in that first half. Um, so I'd be quite inclined to not make too many changes. Um, obviously, dependent on uh, injuries. I'm hoping that Dominguez is is okay. Obviously, he came off injured. Um, hopefully, that injury isn't too bad. Um, other than that, I guess there's the Turner one possibly, but no, I'd I'd like to see a consistent team that I just feel like we need to learn a little bit more about each other's game. I know, as I say, he's tinkering and he's trying to figure out his best side, but um, the longer they play together, I think the better we'll become, and maybe we'll start turning those chances into goals. So I'd quite like to see um, a similar kind of team at the weekend. Harpool, does Morgan Gibbs White return for you? Um, no. Oh. Um, and people are probably going to scream when they hear me say that but my main concern is I want Morgan's right to be effective and have an impact for a whole season for this whole season and him playing in the summer probably wasn't conducive to his forest season this like coming up so he can't play every single game can't play 90 minutes every game he'll burn out by February then then, then he will keep starting he's, he's not going to produce so I'd rather him have a little bit of a, a dry patch now and then when we've got international breaks, and then when when it's sort of when, when is it November till March, whenever it is, we have that long stretch of games. He's ready, and he's not going to burn out halfway through that. Um, but also, I think he came on and had a massive impact. He was great for that that cameo when he came on, and I'd, I'd much rather that way. He comes on for a short burst, can do something for 20, 25 minutes, um, and create chances, be a threat, than playing for eighty minutes. And he's sort of just a little bit more middling than than what he normally is. Um, so yeah, I'd much rather him be a threat towards the back end of the season when we, we we might need goals than now when you know we've had a tough run of game so we can rest him a little bit. Fair. Well, we mentioned last week it was a decent time to go up against Brentford because of issues they had around their squad. We're probably not going to get a better time to go to Palace either. Uh, Ezra is out. Elise is out. Uh, Dean Henderson, sadly, out. Uh, I believe they're missing someone else, aren't they? Uh, either way, injuries are, are, are rife at the minute at, at the Palace. Um, score predictions. Holly, what, what dare you go with? Well, in light of what you've just said, it's got Will Hughes' hat-trick all over it, hasn't it, unfortunately? <laughs> um, uh... no, I, uh, I, I reckon it's going to be a safe 1-1. I think... Um... 
I think we'll be composed. We'll see it out. Um, but yeah, a, a nice one-one, I think, and I'd be quite happy with that. To be fair, lovely. I'm going with a highly ambitious one-nil away win for us. Um, I, I think the squad issues that they've got. I'm just living in hope. That's all I ever do with these prediction guys. They are not based in science. They are just based in me pulling numbers out of thin air. 1-0 to Forest. Harper, what, what are you going with? I'm going off the scale ambition. I'm, this is the game where it clicks. This is it. This 3-1 away win. It's incoming. Go home, Harper. You're drunk. No. I just <laughs> come from work. I feel, it in my, I feel it in my waters. Fair. You felt it in your waters ahead of Chelsea, so maybe that's a good sign. You keep telling me I'm drunk, but <laughs> Nostra Arcos backs again, seeing the future. It's all up there. Uh, there isn't just a men's game coming up on the horizon, though. There is a massive, massive fixture uh, for Forest women's team. Uh, it's about the only East Midlands derby we're, we're going to play for a little while. Uh, Holly, you're, you're heading to the game on uh, it's on Sunday, isn't it? Two o'clock. Yeah, I'm indeed really looking forward to it. it should be great. Um, I have to say, I'm I've really missed our dose of the uh, El Clafico in recent times. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, obviously not quite the same, but um, hopefully you know there'll be a good few reds there, and we can make it a bit of a spicy atmosphere. So yeah, really looking forward to it. I mean, Forest women are actually flying so far um, this season, aren't they? Three wins from four. Um, yeah. That third in that third in the league, uh, yeah, it, it, it's looking decent. Derby, shock horror. Uh, Derby are at the wrong end um, of the table. It, it, you know, pride comes before a fall. But should we be feeling pretty confident going into this one? Oh, definitely, without a doubt. I mean, as you say, third in the league. We've only lost one, uh, and we lost to Burnley, which is you know not a bad thing, really. They're top. Um, They're top of the league, exactly. So you can't really sniff at that, to be honest. Um, be interesting because uh, Charlotte Steggles who used to play for us. who was a bit of a stalwart at Forest. Um, she's at Derby now, so that should be interesting to see <laughs> her coming um, back to the city ground. Um, but no, I'm confident, um, and I think we've sold from what I can gather. I sold a, a good few tickets, so uh, they've opened up. I think it's the what I think Y one or one of the lower Bridgeford blocks. I think so. Uh, yeah, really interested to to see what happens, but um, hopefully it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere and. Just encourage anybody that hasn't watched Forest Women just to come down, enjoy it. It's I can't remember how much ticket is off the top of my head, but it's really, really good fun. And yeah, come and watch the Reds, the Reds which are flying high at the moment. So yeah. Right. Well, here's to six points uh, being returned Trent side across our various teams uh, over the weekend. Right. Well, uh, let's have a little check in then on the Fantasy League before we go. I so I got my position wrong last week because the app hadn't updated. So. I, I've fallen, but I am now 99th in the league. Uh, I've got some way to go to catch up with our new outright leader. It's Michael Marriott, his missed rolling in team on 463 points. Behind him is Jason Andrews, Kerno Reds uh, on 458. And one point behind the top two are the bottle job boys, Steve Minnie on 457. Hefty drop. For Morgan Sniffs White this week, he's now down into sixth place. <laughs> uh, still my favourite team name by some way. Uh, and you know what? One last thing before I absolutely wrap up, because we didn't get round to it. Callum Hudson-Odoi 
uh, says that the squad's been challenged to finish 10th in the league. I'm not going to ask you for a position, but Harpool, can we do it? Yes, confirmed. He's shaking his head side to side and then telling us yes. I absolutely love that. Uh, Holly, can we do it? Oh, I want to throw caution to the wind and just go, yeah, fuck it. We can do it. But the Forest fan in me just says, mm, I want to believe him. But yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Right, let's make it three from three. I'm going yes as well. The lads have all the belief. We're on a meteoric rise up the Premier League, Europa Conference League. We are coming for you. Uh, hopefully we'll be back again next week. Until then, you Reds. You Reds. You Reds. Hey!